yes, folks, it's Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. I'm Fred McMurray, and with me is my co-host, Ray Pillar. Although we seem to be missing the uh, brainy and brilliant and beautiful Holly A. Ford, Ray, so I'm not sure what's going on, but Ray, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Fred. <laughs> Yes, We're, it's just you and me, guy. What can I tell you? <laughs> like, you know, in some ways that, that's fitting because you know what today is. What? What is today, Fred? It's our 16-month anniversary show. Oh man, are you kidding me? We've been doing, we've been having fun for no, 16 sorry, months. Sorry, not 16, 18 months. 18 months. That's a year and a half. Yeah. Because we started wow. first shows on February 1st, 2018. It, unless I'm missing my guess, that makes it 18 months, dude. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you. I don't, I don't know how we do it. I, I really don't. It, it's become a real team effort. And, and um, I, I just see we got better and better, not necessarily better and better guests, but I don't know, hopefully better and better shows because we ha- we've had some great guests. Um, Maybe we have. Any, any favorites in the last eight, 18 months? I, I tell you what, anybody, any of the attorneys, any of the uh, franchise Ooh. experts, you know, uh, I think those are my favorites. I, but I think our studio audience like the uh, actual franchise their story and how they got into the uh, why they wanted to get into a franchise. And I, I believe that is what our studio audience really likes. So I, I, I won't argue that just uh, looking at the favorite episodes, I think one of my favorite episodes um, or at least the top two in my mind that I look at and say, wow, we done good was the one with Larry Broughton um, we had three phenomenal guests, and, and Larry just is just Larry Broughton. And then the other one was uh, the first uh, last no first quarter of this year uh, women in franchising show, where we had eight um, phenomenal uh, franchise professionals, franchisors, franchisees. Um, it was a great show, and and when I look at it. That show has been kind of um, game changing for us. Oh, really? Because, well, think about it. That was the show we started using Zoom to to watch each other, yeah. um, and because of that, you know, Super Joe Pardo had said, "You guys need to put the video on. You're that good." And so, two weeks from now, we start letting people see the fun video stuff that goes on live on four or five channels. So. Those two are my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was absolutely. So, where are you today? Well, you mean where should I be or where am I? <laughs> Last I knew, you were supposed <laughs> to be down at the was it the Molly Maid or the um, Neighborly? Well, it's yeah. it's, it's the it's the re, uh, Neighborly reunion uh, combined with the Molly Maid convention. Okay, uh, and I yes, I was supposed to drive down there 
couple of days ago, or I had a, a severe allergic attack uh, with something, got the hives all over. And I just didn't think anybody wanted me on an airplane sitting next to me, them scratching my <laughs> <laughs> like I had some weird disease. <laughs> and uh, and of course, it, it got, actually got to the point where the, the hives were itching me so bad it was beginning to get painful. So uh took the right medicine, and I'm doing much better. But uh, I decided to make the best of this uh, these days, which I already cleared from the calendar, and I'm sitting in an RV park near uh, – where I'm in Big Rock, Illinois. It's just okay. uh, west of Sugar Grove, which is just uh, west of Aurora. So what you're saying to our listeners is um... – you're, when you're a successful franchisee, you have work-life balance. So even if you get hives, you can still go have a good, enjoy your life. Is that's that exactly a ray lesson there? Yeah. All yeah. right, my friend. That could be. I I gotta tell you though, I I you know this is the in 15 years this is the first time I've ever missed a convention, and uh, I'm really bummed out about it. But like I say, you know, life's hand you lemons, and what do you do? Make lemonade. Throw them at people. Oh, okay. I was going to say throw them at, at people you dislike, but okay. Don't, 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 don't. We gave you five seconds of dough there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I got to tell uh, you, it's, but... it's been foggy in Shell Beach for quite a bit, but. Somewhere around 11 o'clock, fog burned off. It's a beautiful blue sky. The ocean is an azure blue, and I can still wear a hoodie. And that's good? That's phenomenal. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I try to look at the bright side of things, and if I was in San Antonio... If I walked outside, I'm sure it's going to be around 100. And right now, it's about the mid-80s here with a slight breeze and low humidity. So what can I tell you? Hey, we're both living the dream. So That's right. Today, we've got a, a, a guest <clears throat> coming on that is knows, uh, I don't know, you should feel really close to him because he's the uh, CEO of a commercial, not a residential, so he's not competition, right, but a commercial uh, cleaning company. Oh, janitor service. Well, I think they would say it's a professional maintenance service, is, is my thought, but... Yeah. Totally well, different well, model. So, yeah, but it's still cleaning, dude. A cleaning oh, franchise. Yeah. It, you, three words... Rick Robinson. So you get, are you going to introduce Rick, or do you want me to introduce Rick? Go ahead, go ahead, because you're cracking. All up. right. So we got Rick Robinson as our guest today. He's CEO of All Pro. Is that correct, Rick? I'm actually the president. There, my partner is the CEO, Ron Showalter. I'm the okay. president, and the, the franchise name is All. Yeah, All Pro Cleaning Systems is the name of the brand. All right. Okay. Well, but, welcome all to right. the show. 
So Thank you. I appreciate it. Just real quick question. Yeah. How is All Pro Franchising International, Inc. related to All Pro Cleaning Systems? So All Pro Cleaning Systems is the brand that the franchisees operate under. And okay. All Pro Franchising is All Pro Franchising is the parent company that sells the franchises and supports the franchisees. Okay, got okay. that right. Got, yeah. To our listeners, do we have that? So, all right. So, tell us about um, All Pro Cleaning Systems. Well, All Pro Cleaning Systems was founded in 1996 by Ron Showalter in Boston. And he ran it for about 22 years as a master franchise model. So that's where someone owns a large territory and then sells little cleaning franchisees who then do the cleaning of the building. The office really is a marketing sales and management office. They sign up the customers, they bill the customers, they collect the money, and provide other customer support services. And the little cleaning franchisees, the sub-franchisees, did all of the cleaning. They were the janitorial company. And he ran it very successfully for about 22 years. And then uh, about three years ago, he changed it over to a model where we allow them to stay uh, as independent contractors. Um, We did not force them to buy a franchise. So they stay independent, but the office runs exactly the same and it's the same people that we were selling cleaning franchises to before now come and sign up as independent contractors and do all the cleaning services. But the office is running exactly the same way as it did before, marketing, sales, management, and customer service. So the franchisee does all the marketing and everything? Yeah. So the franchisee is like a master franchise. We give huge exclusive territories, up to 3 million population, sometimes larger, and he secures the service providers who are going to be doing the cleaning. He finds them, and he and his sales staff go out and secure the cleaning contracts with the customers. And and our our model is more like we're about part of the management team with the customers. We take over any other facility services they might need as well, because that's a big headache for our customers. They hate dealing with the janitorial company and any other facility services they might need, pest control, landscape maintenance, window washing. We're able to manage and handle all of those services for them so they can focus on their job instead of dealing with a bunch of different contractors. Oh, okay. So it's almost like building management, isn't it? It is, but but most of our revenue is the janitorial. It's the cleaning. It's the general office cleaning, vacuuming, emptying the waste baskets, restroom cleaning, because that's something the customers need every night, every week, where many of the other services tend to be periodic, just add-on services. Um, But, yes, but we are a full-service janitorial and facility services company. Good. So how many locations do you have? And we currently, yeah, we currently have just two. We, we started offering these large regional franchises about a year and a half ago. We sold the, we sold the existing Boston office and converted that into a franchise location. We about five months ago sold half of Atlanta, 
Atlanta was large enough, we divided it into two territories. So we have someone that owns that. And we have about three or four others in the pipeline now that will probably be purchasing and opening before the end of the year. So then we'll, we'll have some scale and we'll have a lot of validation. But the franchisees we have up and running now are doing fantastic. Um, we got a great um, letter from our franchisee in Boston a few days ago and one from our newer franchisee in Atlanta about what great months of July they had, how much new revenue they signed. And, um, yeah, they're very excited. They're doing very, very well. So we have some great validation with our current franchisees. Okay. So you said Boston and half of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, are you going to continue? Um, so I, I had a discussion with Abel Bayan um, the other week of Great American Franchise Expo. Do you, and Abel was saying that the – Along the East Coast, although more more on the southern part of it, up through uh, the Gulf of Mexico, um, what I'll call states, uh, were hotbeds for franchising activity. Do you find that those are your target areas, or are you looking what other? I guess what I'm asking is, how are you targeting? Where are you targeting to? Open yeah, we're we're targeting yeah we're we're targeting more the eastern half of the United States and larger metro metropolitan areas. Um, you know, at least half a million population and above are the markets that we're targeting right now, because it's like you know with our business, the more buildings there are, you know, the the, the larger you can scale your business. Yeah, the better off you are. So we're we're focusing there, but we're getting leads all over the, from all over the country because this. You know, commercial cleaning is one of those industries that is a needed service business. It is barely affected when the economy takes a dive because office buildings have to remain clean um, for the companies there because they're not going to have their own employees do the cleaning. So our, our business model is great. It, it is barely affected by a downturn in the economy, and they must have their offices clean every week year-round. So it's a needed service business that isn't seasonal that they must have all the time. Right. I spent. I didn't really tell you about my background. So I actually well, spent we were gonna get 25 there, years. Okay. All right. Go ahead. No, we'll, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, Ray, you had a question. Yeah, I, I was wondering, what is the typical franchisee look like to you? What are, what are you looking for in a franchisee? Yeah. So, I mean, a, a perfect candidate for us is someone who has some B2B sales and sales management experience. They don't have to, but it is a sales model. You, are, you and your sales staff are going out and calling on every kind of commercial building you can think of because we, we clean everything from general offices to doctor's offices to car dealerships to schools, hotel lobbies. There's almost nothing that we do not clean, banks, you name it. Um, so the market is huge. Uh, and they will be making calls on every kind of business you can think of. So it's good if they have had some B2B outside sales experience, and they're going to be hiring some salespeople to work underneath of them to go out and secure cleaning customers. So it's good if they have some management experience. But it is not a difficult industry to learn. If you just have some executive management experience, This you pick this up very easily. Because we're not a hard sell, we're a consultative sell. We meet with a customer, 
We find out what the problems are that they're having. We offer solutions, and they buy. Um, so it's not a hard sell type of an environment. So typically, uh, someone who uh, who uh, you hire into your franchise is uh, may have a, a, a small staff of uh, several salespeople, and that's probably about it. And then everything else is. is yeah, that's one of the great things out. about this model. Since all of the dirty work, all the cleaning is being done by the service providers, the franchisee just needs a small executive team. So by the yeah. end of their second yeah. year, he may only have six or seven employees, and that can take mm-hmm. him all the way up to $5 million in revenue. So that's almost a million yeah. dollars in revenue per employee on his staff. And then yeah. you can get up to $10, 10 million with 10 employees. I mean, show me another business where you can do a million dollars a year in revenue per employee on your staff. And it's a small executive team, receptionists, a few salespeople, a couple of customer service people, and an accounting person. And that's about all you need. That sounds phenomenal. And it so, scales it very, very quick. Because yeah, the hard part quick. of the business is, is, is you know, dealing with uh, the customers. Well, it, it's funny. Um, uh Good thing for us, there are a lot of poor cleaning companies out there. Uh, a traditional cleaning company that has a lot of janitors has more than a 200% turnover of staff every year. Right. So you can imagine yeah. the problems that that creates you know, for the customers, people not showing up, mm-hmm. people walking off the job. In our model, we are using little mom-and-pop cleaning businesses. They're not big, they're not big janitorial companies. So it's usually the owner of the company, him, you know, his family, maybe a few part-time janitors out there doing the work. So he is on mm-hmm. the job. The owner of the business is on the job, seeing the work being done and ensuring that it's being done right. We have greater than a 90% customer retention rate, which is unheard of in the commercial cleaning world. Uh, you know, uh, of actual cleaners or, or salespeople? No, I'm talking about our customers. So the, the franchisees' customers, we have more, better than a oh, 90% okay. customer retention rate. We have customers in Boston we have been cleaning for 15 and 20 years. It, it's one of those wow. industries that once a customer finds a good company, they don't want to deal with it. They're happy because you know, they, they have a, a, you know, a job to do. They don't want to have to deal with firing and finding another cleaning company. Mm-hmm. Yep. And most yep. of our customers – have had to fire several in the past. So they love finding mm-hmm. someone that does a good job that they don't have to worry about. Yep. And we're full service. Any other issues or problems they need, we can take care of. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's an that's a excellent model. And I, people, when they uh, talk to me, they say, oh, you're a janitorial service. I said, no, we are not. <laughs> because the model is <laughs> totally different. I mean, and yeah, I would. It is. I, I, I tell people all the time we're a marketing, sales, and management model that just happens to be in commercial cleaning. All of the people, mm-hmm. all of our partners, the service providers, are the cleaning businesses. We support right. them and help them grow their business because they're not they're not salespeople. They struggle to grow their business, and that's where we come in. We help them grow their business. Right. Right. And we take care of. He hit the M word in there, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He did. 
He hit the M word there. I was going to say, <laughs> we also do all the billing and collections to make sure they get paid on time, which is very important to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you even handle the back office stuff, too, for the – Yeah, for not for their staff, just for the customers because the franchisee oh, okay. owns the customer contract. So he bills the customer, collects the money, holds mm-hmm. back his share because uh, he has multiple revenue streams. We, we have up to eight revenue streams for our franchisees. So this, this is not just taking a little piece off the top of the janitorial contract. There's many other revenue streams, and several of them are ongoing recurring revenue streams that build month after month after month. So this, this mm-hmm. is one of those industries that, you know, five, six years down the road, if the franchisee wants to sell his business, he can get a, a really nice multiple of his cash flow because of the, the recurring contracts. Our customers sign contracts that are automatically renewing year after year after year, so you don't have to go out and get them to sign another contract. So it's very easy to show the consistency and be able to sell, um, sell that business at a really nice multiple. I know that's one of the things that attracted me to uh, the Molly made business was the residual. Uh, it, it, it really, you know, kept me going through the uh, downturn in the tw- tw- uh, 2007, 2008. Uh, right. We've got, we, we've got customers. Well, I've been in business for 15 years and we've got uh, customers who are almost that old uh, with us. So it, it's, it's great. Fantastic. To, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But uh, I, I need to I need to remind Fred about something. It's getting about that time and oh, talking yes. about commercial time, commercial time, commercial <laughs> time. Sorry, got to pay the bills. Sorry, I'm just just thinking about somebody, pe- some people I know who should be interested in this franchise. So, um, and mm-hmm. trying to message him to say, you better be listening. So, um, for and now from want to thank the Link Local Network. Uh, for broadcasting our show and hopefully uh, helping us for our live uh, video feed launch uh, in two weeks. Want to tell the folks in the surrounding Hinsdale area of uh, Illinois, there's a link local network out of the digital world into the real Uh, in the Hinsdale area. I think it's August 22nd. Check the linklocalnetwork.com website for details. Check it tomorrow. Um, and now a word from our first sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440, or westvine, with a Y, dot com. Also, as a reminder, you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And to ask questions, or you can chat live at 
at the website, pillarsoffranchising.com. And now a word from our second sponsor, I hope. Maybe not. God, I hate when technology goes wrong. All right. So then we'll go to this sponsor. Um, Man, life's rough at times, you know. It really is. Got it. Sorry about that, folks. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And we're back. And if you didn't fall asleep during that long gap uh, between commercials, it just wouldn't play. Um, We're talking with Rick Robinson, president of All Pro Franchising International. And we're talking about the franchise All Pro Cleaning Systems uh, which is a full-service building maintenance franchise. Ray, back to you. Well, I was thinking that, Rick, uh, it says in your bio that you have helped more than 800 people achieve the American dream. So what is the American dream to Rick? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good point. To, to Rick, is going to be different to every individual out there. You know, everybody has their idea of what the American dream is and what success is. And so it is a very personal and very individual thing. And, you know, that, I mean, that really gets into uh, talking with people and really finding out, you know, first of all, is franchising right for you when you talk with them? Uh, Because sometimes it's not, you know, Uh, because it's franchising. You need to be a team player. You need to follow systems and, um, you know, not try to reinvent the wheel. And not everybody is like that. So um, I think it's very individual and personal uh, for each person of what the American dream is in their eyes. And success is different for every person. You know, some person, if they just replace their current income, they're happy uh, from their job. And somebody else, they want to be a millionaire. So I think it's very personal. Uh, for me, uh, I love helping other people achieve whatever their dream is. And I have helped more than 800 people buy a franchise in five, you know, you know, probably about 10 different industries, maybe 12. Um, so and that's everything from a small investment service franchise up to, you know, half a million dollars, uh, more than a million dollars for multiple unit franchises. So everything. But I've, I've specialized in service franchises, although I have worked in retail a little bit, food a little bit. But service is where um, I've been working for 26 years, uh, actually more like 30 years, and I love it. it. It offers so many things that a lot of other retail and big box franchises do not offer. So well, definitely, the, the the service industry is where it's at right now as far as franchising. And, and uh, go ahead, Fred. I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
no, that's fine. You know me. I get uh, as I get intent to um, ask a, a question. Um, so across the um, the I don't know huge number of uh, franchisors that you've uh, worked on, um, what was the top two factors? What were the top two things they did best? That you saw well i'm gonna i'm gonna go to my where i got started in franchising i mean i was in television advertising sales for about six years and the company that really originated this similar model which was the master franchise selling the little cleaning franchises models was a company is a company called Jana king they're based out of dallas texas they were the first one that, that ran this marketing sales office yeah i'm sure you've all heard of them so Back in the early 1980s, uh, he only had a few of these master franchises up and running, and they were on very loose franchise agreements, and he wasn't happy with how they were running them. So he hired three of us executives to open corporate offices to try to figure the model out and give it a kickstart. And he hired a guy from New Orleans, someone from Los Angeles, and I was hired to open up an office in San Francisco. And we changed everything how we marketed, how we sold, and the model just exploded. And Jana King was opening and selling master franchises all over the country and eventually was in like 35 countries with like 140 offices. So all three of us, so we, were, we helped to kind of reinvent that model. So that's, that takes me back, which is why I got involved with Ron with AllPro. I spent 25 years in Jana King. Uh, I became the largest revenue producing master in Jana King for quite a few years. It was in Phoenix. So I was doing television commercials for the first time, uh, attracting franchisees. We were very aggressive going into different types of buildings that they'd never cleaned before. I was even going into microchip plants, cleaning clean rooms with our, with our cleaners dressed up in bunny suits where you can't see the dirt that you're cleaning. So I love wow. so I, uh, I, I spent a total of 25 years in Jana King, which is where I got very involved um, with the International Franchise Association. So I eventually sold my share of the business uh, with Jana King in Phoenix and opened my own uh, consulting business. And I was helping businesses to franchise themselves, and I would help sell the first few franchises for them to get them off the ground. Then the economy crashed. And um, I was hired to help do two turnarounds for service franchisors that were struggling when the economy crashed. Um, I also got elected to the board of directors of the International Franchise Association and uh, served there for four years with a lot of top executives from McDonald's and UPS stores and Dunkin' Donuts. So So I've been a franchisor five different times, and I was a master franchisee in the Janneking system for 18 years. So when I was introduced to Ron, when he wanted to franchise AllPro nationally, it was a perfect match for me because I spent 25 years helping to build Jana King, and now I had a lot of other master franchise knowledge and multi-unit franchise knowledge. Um, so it was a great fit. So I came on board as his president and partner to help franchise AllPro Cleaning Systems nationally a year and a half ago. Okay, so when you 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 talked about San Francisco in that market, and um, yeah, I was but, there for five years, and then I uh, then I moved to Phoenix when we bought the master franchise there. 
So, but in San Francisco, you said you changed the game there. Um, what I'm wondering is, is you also well, uh, use the, the M word again, marketing, which as Ray will tell you is my, my passion and joy. Um, so <laughs> what did you do differently marketing in San Francisco than had been done before? Well, we, we used some of the same things they were doing, but we really expanded it. Um, now, keep in mind, okay. this, is the early ni- this is the early 1980s, so uh-huh. nobody's using computers or CRMs or anything like that. So we, we had our own in-house telemarketing, outbound telemarketers, uh, okay. and we would have up to four or five of them making outbound calls to the customers. We changed our pricing. We changed the proposals. We, we uh, put a more formal presentation together talking to the customers on why we were different. Um, Because our industry, the customer tends to lump us all together as a commodity. You know, you're just a janitorial company. Give me your cheapest price. Um, And and so it it was showing the customer and explaining to the customer, no, we are different. We're going to put the owner of his own business in your building, doing the cleaning, overseeing the cleaning, and ensuring that the work is being done properly. So that was kind of the start of of that on on why we're different, and that helped Jana King just explode. Um, so we formalized that, and uh, I helped train some of the other master franchises that were, um, you know, opening across the country. Uh, it just expanded the training program and the marketing program to secure um, outside cleaning customers. And then, of course, we also changed the advertising to attract and sign the little cleaning franchisees, the sub-franchisees. You know, back then, we, everybody was doing advertising in the newspaper, which we did. Um, I eventually started doing advertising on the radio, and then I was even doing advertising on a television, um, Hispanic television, uh, Univision, some others, to attract people who wanted to own their own cleaning business that had experience but didn't know how to start up their business. So that all leads to Allpro. I mean, many other companies kind of copied the Jana King model over the years. Um, but the, the all-pro model is unique because we went away from the selling the little cleaning, the sub-franchisees, to allowing them to stay independent. And there's some advantages to that. First of all, less liability. You're not signing your name to a, over 100 franchise agreements with little cleaning businesses in your territory. Um, and they, they feel more vested, and, and they know that you're not – forced to support them. If they don't do a good job, you do not have to keep supporting them because they're not a, a traditional franchisee. So it, it's, it's expanded over the years and advertising and marketing has expanded. And of course, you know, then social media changed th- everything that you're able to find people through social media, as opposed to spending a lot of uh, traditional advertising dollars in print and, and uh, in radio and, and television. So from, all right. So, uh, from just to frame my question, from San Francisco, primarily being telemarketing back in the early '80s to now the the social media age, um, I'm assuming that uh, social media is a great place to uh, hire folks, um, which honestly we've seen with Molly Made franchises. How do you use social media to go after? the clients or develop new clients. Mm-hmm. Again, another M, M yeah. word question. It, it, it's a part of it. it. It's not the main part, but it's a part. 
Um, there's lots okay. of sites for, for people to go, you know, the buyer zone and some of the others looking for recommended cleaning businesses, both residential and commercial. Um, so they even go there for commercial, which is shocking. Um, so we, um, but we still use telemarketing, direct mail, email blast as the main source of attracting customers. Now we use, we use outside telemarketing firms a great deal now that we never used to use in the past. Uh, there's companies out there that actually specialize in commercial cleaning, telemarketing, calling on businesses, seeing if they're happy with their current cleaning company, if they'd like us to come out and give them a proposal. So we match that up with maybe one or two in-house telemarketers. We, you know, and they're not like a true telemarketer. The, the good thing about commercial cleaning they, they already use a commercial cleaning company, and we know eventually they're going to become unhappy because we know that most cleaning companies out there over a period of time don't do a good job, and we can go take that business away from them. They don't have the consistency that we do. So it's a combination. Um, you know, People go on and look at review sites now and social media uh, that they didn't used to do that before, but now they do. So it's a, it's a combination. That's awesome. Oh, go ahead, Gray. Uh, which brings to mind, actually, uh, uh, he prefaced my next question, is how do you keep oversight and control over uh, your franchisees when it seems like there's such a uh, appears to be such a loose connection there? So uh, what, what kind of methods do you use to, to uh, yeah. uh, keep so, that oversight? Yeah, so each, each franchisee, as they grow, hires a facility services manager. Um, they go out and they do inspections. They meet with the cu customers directly, making sure that the work's being done properly. Uh, they also are upselling all the other services that the customer could use. They see the carpet's dirty, the windows need washed, mm. the sidewalks need power washed. But they will go out. They can perform training with some of the service providers if they need some additional training. But they do inspections. We do business coaching, and we help show them how to hire janitors as they need to and to make sure they're supervising them properly um so yeah so the franchisee owns the cleaning contract and the customer knows that that is their main uh, direct point of contact not the the service provider which is technically a subcontractor doing the cleaning but it's but it's much more of a close relationship they know the service provider they see them every night they have a relationship with them, but they know they're under contract with the franchisee. And that's so if they're unhappy about something or have a request for something, they contact the office immediately. But we're also out there doing periodic inspections and meeting with the customer to make sure everything's going well, which, you know, is why we have better than a 90% customer retention rate in our business scales so quickly because they're adding customers every single month and it's recurring revenue that they're building because our, our contracts with our customers are annual contracts that automatically renew. So we do not have to go out there and get them signed again. So as long as they're happy, it just keeps uh, renewing year after year after year. So uh, I, I think that my next thought is what is, what does it take to, uh, to get involved with this? Uh, I mean, both the, uh, uh, especially financially, you know, what, what kind of investment is, is a potential franchisee looking at? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, since we are new, even though, you know, you have two partners with 50 years combined experience building big businesses doing this, 
um, we're new, and we know that we need multiple franchisees for validation. So we're, we're, we're offering a few incentives right now. But first of all, the franchise fee, the one-time franchise fee, is $50,000. But if you are a veteran, we take $5,000 off of that. Because we give such large exclusive territories of up to 3 million population for one franchisee, we do also charge a one-time territory fee, and it's based on population. We are offering in-house financing for that so that the franchisee does not have to go get financing somewhere else. And we will not start payments until their second year where the cash flow of their business makes the payment for them. And the territory oh, wow. fee, as I said, based on population, it comes out to about 25000 per million population. So if they have a 2 million population territory, they owe $50,000, which is a one-time territory fee, but we will finance that for them. Um, other incentives we have right now, the royalty they pay us is 5%, which is pretty typical in a service franchise. We will not start royalty payments until after they've been up and running for six months. So it's the seventh month that royalty starts. And that's going to save them three to four thousand dollars that they can put right back into the business on marketing to help secure more cleaning contracts and grow even faster. Um, those, those are fantastic. Say, oh, in the same way with the marketing, yeah, we we charge a marketing fee as well, one percent. Same thing. We will not start that until the seventh month. Mm-hmm. So, and what's also nice, I told you how fast this scales. They they hit break even very quickly. So working capital, they only need thirty to forty thousand dollars. So out of pocket, their first year is will be under one hundred thousand dollars, and they will own a ter- a, an entire metro territory for their own protected territory, and they start making very good money in the second year. You can, it's it's a it's and it just continues to scale. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's it's a. It, and, it's, and it's an easy business to learn. So, as I said, of course, if they have some outside sales experience, it helps. They do not. But if they have some decent management experience and they love going in the community, they love talking to people, they love going to networking events, um, they can they can pick this up very quickly and do very, very well. So, hmm. uh, if, if infrastructure and, uh, and things like that, you can work out of your home, probably, to start out at least? Well, no. So, we, no. The nice thing about this is um, because your customers don't visit you in our business, uh, a cheap industrial park space uh, is fine mm-hmm. because you need a place yeah. for your employees to meet and you need a place for the service providers to come meet with you to sign up to be able to start cleaning buildings for you. So mm-hmm. some cheap sure. industrial park space. We, we would allow them to start off in like a Regis executive suite with two or three private offices that first year, but their second year, they definitely need to move out of there and get into a more traditional space, but nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of depends on how big your house is, I'm thinking. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't mind people coming to, to visit there and, and small janitorial companies coming to visit you there, I guess. Uh, I, hey, I, I've, I've done the house thing before, and I much prefer watching for whales <laughs> over the office. It's a good Yeah. Um, pretty cool stuff. Uh, all right. So we're going to break at this point for, I'm hoping, another commercial. 
and want to remind everyone they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or you can ask questions at the PillarsOfFranchising.com website. And Kristen, assuming you're listening, hello. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. As some of you may know, Abel was supposed to be on the show last week with um, Jim Long. Uh, unfortunately, it had an unforeseen uh, family emergency that he had to go take care of. Uh, we wish everybody um, full health, and Abel said he got it taken care of, so life's good. But the next Great American Franchise Expo is Jacksonville, September 7th and 8th at the Prime Osborne Convention Center. Um, And now, the word from the last sponsor, we hope. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Also, I got so flustered, Ray, that earlier I forgot to mention that you can also get a copy of the franchise consulting, uh, or the, sorry, the M- oh franchise consulting company's uh, franchise MBA. I've been reading it lately. It's really interesting um, by Nick Neonaki. So you fill out the form on the site and you get a free copy of the book shipped to you. How's that for listening? Getting a free book. Hey, Ray. Hey, sounds good. Absolutely. So uh, I I think before I forget, one of the questions I want to ask is if if someone is very interested in in one of your opportunities, uh, how's the best way to get a hold of you? They can contact me directly. My email is rick at allprofranchises, plural, Dot com. Rick at allprofranchises.com. And my direct phone number is 
All right. So and our, our website, yeah, our franchise opportunity website is allprofranchises.com. Which you should be able to hit from Rick's bio on the site. All right. So the Ray, Ray hit his big last question there, the how do they find you one. Um, I want to ask you about services for franchising. Um, that's the company that you started to help um, companies franchise, correct? Yes, that was my consulting business that I ran for 10 years, yes. Do you still run it? Nope. I am full-time, you know, as a partner running All Pro Franchising um, as the president. Nope, this is the only thing I am focused on now. All right, so what advice would you give to those wanting to start a franchise? Yeah, so you're talking about – so you're talking about someone that wants to buy a franchise or no, a business not that wants to convert? The business that wants to convert. Yeah. Well, first of all, you need to have an expert, and there are many of them out there, really take a look at your business model and, and find out whether it really is franchisable. And, and that sounds silly, but not all, fran- no. not all businesses are. It, it, right. it needs to be a business that you can reproduce, uh, in other markets and have good enough margins that someone who owns that franchise can make a good living off of it. Um, and you also want to make sure you have a, a, a location running at least very similar to what the franchisee's location would be. So you really have a true model that you tested um, for all the revenue streams, the expenses, ramp up, marketing, advertising. Because oftentimes people want to start a franchise and their business has a lot of different arms, and some of it wouldn't apply to the franchisee. So they need to make sure that it's franchisable and that uh, it can be reproduced very simply across the country, and, and you can support the franchisees that will be running those businesses. Okay, so I really like that. Um, I, I, I really like that advice, Ray. Um, the, the follow-up Go question. Ahead. And I think also – I think also – you need to make sure and, and, and prod them to make sure they understand what it means to be a franchisor. It is a hard job. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, they, they think they, they, they picture these giant dollars. Well, no, that's not it. You're going you're gonna to be doing spending lots of money to get your franchise disclosure document put together, your operations manual put together, spending advertising dollars to attract franchisees, sell them, and then you're going to get just a tiny little royalty from their revenues. So you need to have some, a lot of scale, a lot of franchisees before that starts to add up to real money for you, the franchisor. And you have to have the support team in place to support these franchisees properly. So it's a big, big investment in both time and money to become a franchisor. And I've had a lot of people, once I went through what it, what it entailed, they're like, no, nah, you know what? I'll just open one more location for myself. I don't want to go into all that, and because it, it's a big, it's a big effort, and uh, not an easy thing to do. Awesome, um, Ray. You got any other questions? I, I love that because I've now hit at least three other conversations I've had this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I think I agree with him. It, it, it would be quite difficult. Uh, I know our. Our franchise advisor, she's a wonderful person uh, with our, uh, our franchise, but I, I, get, I often get the feeling that she's more like a babysitter. 
because as soon as something goes wrong in a franchise, she's got to be Johnny on the spot, you know, out there to help them. And uh, uh, it's sort of like babysitting, I would imagine. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to thank, uh, thank Rick Robinson, uh, president of All Pro Franchising International, for being on the show. Um, I learned a whole lot. Uh, so my last question, and then we'll 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 head out of here, um, is what advice? Since I asked you, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to start a franchise or become a franchisor? What advice would you give to somebody who's going to buy a? Fr- oh, I forgot my FDD question. Oh well, what advice would you give yeah. to somebody who's going to um, buy a franchise? Yeah. First of all, I think they need to look at themselves and what are their transferable skills over to running a business, sales, management, accounting, training, customer service, because not all franchises are a good fit. Um, Some of them are very heavy outbound sales-based, and if you don't come from a sales background, it's probably not a good fit for you. Um, So you want to really assess yourself. What are your transferable skills? And then what I also tell people all the time, I say, you know, they hear it over and over again from different entrepreneurs. Uh, It's like you want to find something that you're passionate about, and that's the business you want to go into. And I tell them, get that out of your head. I said, what you want to do is what lifestyle do you want to be passionate about? What kind of lifestyle do you want this business to give you? Then you match a business up that fits the lifestyle that you want because – Franchise, any kind of businesses, they're all over the board. I mean, some of them are Monday through Sunday 24-7 because they're emergency-based. Some of them are retail, which have crazy hours in the evening and weekends. But some of them are Monday through Friday 8 to 5. Do you want a business that only needs a few employees because you're scared of having a large staff or you don't mind having a large staff? Uh, There's so many different options there. So I tell people, I said, you know, get that out of your head. You know, there are very few millionaires out there that are in the business that they were passionate about in a sexy, cool dot-com business. No. Most businesses are just like the book, The Millionaire Next Door. It's, it's, it's basic businesses. It's contracting. It's landscaping. It's commercial cleaning. It's plumbing. It's good, basic businesses that are needed that you need to fit into. And you're looking for a business that's going to provide you the lifestyle that you're passionate about. I, I love to fish. I do not want to be a boat captain. Rick, <laughs> <laughs> that is so such sound advice. That's excellent. You know, you, you're and they hear it all right. the time. See, I, you hear people repeat it all the time. All these entrepreneurs, you know, it, it's like one in a, a million that ends up making himself a millionaire in something that he was passionate about before he turned it into a business. Most of the time, you would just want to find a really good business that you can make a really good living out that gives you the lifestyle you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Work-life balance. Life's too short to do something you don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. Preach into the choir, my <laughs> friend. Preach to mm-hmm. the choir. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, folks. Um, we'll be back with a, a ex- another episode next week, and in two weeks we go um, – live uh, video feed and then you'll get to watch Holly who's not here flip me off um, although we still got to figure out how we're going to filter that so uh, until next week 
enjoy life, make a profit, and be de- decent to each other. Absolutely. Thank you, Rick. Pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it. Money. It's a good way.